Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 23 years in the National Football League, and I can tell you this. There is nobody that I admire and respect more than Lorenzo Alexander. Those guys, he's like a lunch bell guy. That blue collar pills are coming to work. He's going to outwork you every single play. 15-year NFL veteran Lorenzo Alexander joins Wolf and Luke to give us the lowdown on the Cardinals and the NFL. Brought to you by your Valley Chevy dealers. See your Valley Chevy dealers for the ultimate lineup. Oh, baby, what a hit by Lorenzo Alexander. All right, Zoe is here. It is the lowdown for uh, the next hour, as it is every Thursday on the Wolf and Luke Show. Lorenzo, Alexander, what's going on, man? Fellas, what's good? I'm doing well. I know you guys are doing. You're doing well every time I see you. Um, you know, it always yeah. gets better when you walk in here. Yeah, too. but we things are good. Things are good. I was just telling, uh, you know, Wolf, uh, I had a chance, and I'm and I'm biased as I say this. I'm gonna give the movie a great review. I got a chance to see the premiere of Black Panther two, and I'm biased because Ryan Coogler, the director of the movie, I went to high school with. Oh, nice. Um, oh, and man. another, my running back from high school, Treston George, was actually in the movie as well. And so at the end, I'm, we're not giving nothing away, but I uh, was able to text him like, I saw you, bro. He got he got right to last. I was looking through him for the whole movie. but So I would encourage everyone to go out, buy your tickets, get it. It's worth seeing. It's probably for them not to have Chadwick Boseman in this movie, obviously because of the tragedy there yes, in his life right. and, and um, um, battling cancer. It was excellent. Um, and it was right up there. And I and thought Black Panther was probably one of my favorite Marvels. This is right up there. So definitely go out, check it out, support my man. I'm probably go see it again in the theaters. That's how good it was. I'm a huge fan in, in that regard. And other than that, man, it's, it's playoff football for me, baby. So, Flag football. Wait a minute, though. I want to go back to this right now. So if they asked you, if your buddy asked you to be an extra in the movie, would you do it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've, been, I've been trying to bug Coog for, for years now. I mean, just give me a shot. When you do a football movie, I got to be in it because yeah. he wants to do that eventually. Too, oh, okay. then you actually do have to be in it. Yeah, because he played football in high school with me, and then he went to the uh, university. Where did he go? No, he went to St. Mary's, which is in the Bay. They know for basketball. Yeah. They ended up killing their program while he was there. Um, and then, But it was great because, you know, blessings come out of a lot of things. He transferred to USC, got w- loved writing before then, and then got into their, um, I don't know if it's like movie or theater department that USC is known for, obviously, being in L.A. And so, obviously, it's that transition of no longer being a football well. player. It's, it's done really well by him, so it's been great. Ryan Coogler is the reason that for the first year Sean Coogler was here, I kept calling him Ryan. Oh, really? Year, hoping nobody noticed. <laughs> like, wait, no, it's not Ryan Coogler. Uh, all right, so we, um, we're looking at this uh, this matchup with the Rams. I said this yesterday. Why is it always the Rams when the Cardinals season seems to be on the line? And, and you can talk about the injuries they have on the offensive line facing Aaron Donald, and we will talk about that in a little bit. But, man, Buda Baker, uh, this is Cliff Kingsbury yesterday. He'll be out this week. Um, and then hopefully get him back for next week. I think it'll be day-to-day after this week. Sounds like high ankle sprain, so even next week is pretty ambitious. But either way, yeah. he's not playing this week in a game they obviously have to have. If you're on that defense, what what's the answer? I mean, that's your most important player. There, There is no answer. That's not good. You don't, you don't, you know, you don't make Buda Bakers. I mean, obviously we saw... We already knew what we what we know about Buddha. You know, obviously uh, the Hard Next in season edition has highlighted it. You know, give you a little extra context around uh, who he is, how passionate he is, what this game means to him. 
But I think we've all been seeing for years. You just turn on the film watching games, man. What is that blur out there, man? It's, it's, it's Buddha, right? Um, yeah. And high ankle sprains are very hard to, to play through, uh, even for a guy, a warrior like himself. And, and we saw it at the end of the play. That's the first thing I went to after I saw it. I said, let me go watch the last play. He still got there yeah. to try to make a play on the yeah. ball. He shows you the character. Like, he got up. Like, he, I'm not, you're not carrying me off. I'm going to finish this game, and then I'm going to try to my best ability get over there. And he still beat guys that were healthy yeah. to the ball. With, yeah. with one ankle, right. basically. So it yeah. just shows you the character of who he is, how hard he plays, the want-to, the understanding of the game, everything that he pours into it. And those type of guys, not only is he he probably your best player on the team, you know, obviously defensively, Hop, you can argue with, um, he is probably your most your hardest working player. Um, he brings the most soul and passion to the game. And when you have a combination like that in a player, it, 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 there's no way you can replace him, even schematically. There's nothing they can do. They just got to hope the guy that comes out behind him just does his job, whatever yeah. Vance decides to call up, and just does his job well. Um, but you're not going to get a Buda Baker performance or impact by anybody else. Really, it's hard to even find guys around the league that, that play as well as he does. Yeah, no doubt. Everything you just said right there, I totally agree with. Yet at the same time, there's probably three names, I think, that will get the snaps of Buda Baker. Um, I think Charles Washington, they, they just designated him for return. So the window is open right. with Charles Washington. And I think he might be the guy that will get the majority of those reps. Chris Banjo is yep. another option for them, but he's more of a teams guy. I, and I know a teams guy yeah. when I see one <laughs> right. for the most part. He's more of a teams guy. There's nothing wrong with that. I say that with full respect. I loved what I did for a living. It was a great way to go. Um, it's the very essence of the game of football, so I'm not saying that Chris Banjo should be ashamed in any way, shape, or form that I don't think he's going to get the majority of reps, but I also think Isaiah Simmons might actually get some reps as well. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Safety. Right. I mean, they have, you know, obviously time to prepare for it. I think he's he's built up enough reps um, to feel comfortable, especially if that's all he's going to do in the game. And he's not going to be moved around, you know, from series to series or snap to snap or, or you know, matching personnel. Uh, he definitely has the athleticism and stuff to do it. It's just, again, it's just so different when you have to go back there and do it all game, you know, from yeah. that, you know, playing out of the box deep. Be able to come up like how aggressive Buddha is, and then be able to drop back and stop guys. So it's going to be a challenge, uh, but um, you know it's going to have to probably be by committee and situational. Uh, you know, based on all those guys' names that you just uh, mentioned. Not only that, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with the Rams and their offense as well. You know, uh, Matthew Stafford. Man, I'm thinking two safeties high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, with Matthew if Stafford, plays. if he's going to play, that's right. John Wolford, I'm thinking I'm going to walk somebody down, maybe. Yeah. And, you know, and maybe Isaiah plays a lot of that safety where you right. walk him down and be in the box more. Yep. Well, I know what I would do if I'm the coordinator. I, as soon as I see him too high or somebody out of position, not in the box, or somebody that's new in Buddha spot, I'm going right at him. So hopefully those guys that know that's coming in this game, <laughs> I'm going to attack you first to see if you're ready, right? Because most people kind of shy away yeah. from Buddha for the most part. Um, and then also what we, we have to see, because obviously the Rams haven't been able to run the ball, Buddha covers up a lot of stuff in the run game coming from out of the middle of the field of the safety, playing down the box. You know, obviously just mentioned that last play, just him getting over this with his hustle and effort and heart. There's some plays that would pop 
that wouldn't because he's on the field. And so it would be a see how they are able to handle the run game if the Rams are able to kind of get something going in his absence. Yeah, he's definitely one of those guys that makes everybody look better on defense, right? Because if there's a mistake, sometimes he gets cleaned up before we all see Yeah, it. especially when you got coaches. Hey, man, can, can we get somebody to play as hard as Buddha? Can, yeah. Just one play. Can somebody uh, beat Buddha right. to the ball? Just please, this guy right please, here. this guy. Just he's be real. Yeah. We're, we're going to talk about that. I don't, I don't want to go off on that yet, but we're going to talk about that. All right, when we come back, we'll go around the uh, National Football League. Pretty big injury potentially in the AFC shifting the landscape, maybe. We're going to keep Lorenzo Alexander around. More of the lowdown next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. Like this. Lorenzo Alexander, 15-year NFL veteran. And he is going to get sacked. Lorenzo Alexander, the former Cardinal. The Lowdown with Wolf and Luke. Brought to you by your Valley Chevy dealers. See your Valley Chevy dealers for the ultimate lineup. All right, Lorenzo Alexander is here. It is the lowdown on a Thursday morning, and now we start to shift our focus to Week Ten of the NFL season. We've got um, who do we have tonight? Is the oh, Atlanta, Atlanta, Carolina? Yeah, is Atlanta good? They seem like they're like decent. I love watching them play. They're, they're in the NFC, so so everybody's kind of good. Yeah, in the NFC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right there, they got a shot just by being in the <laughs> NFC. Uh, I want to talk about the AFC though, Zoe, and I'm going to start where I think you know I'm going to start. Right. Right. With Josh Allen and uh, and that elbow injury, I mean, only one team gets a first round bye. I I think Buffalo's the best team in the NFL, but if he's going to miss a game or two games right. or whatever, Kansas City's right there with him. Right. And there's other teams, but yeah. I, I just think Kansas City's the other team. It's definitely going to make it harder. Um, you know, you think about Kansas City. I mean, obviously the Jets have you know overachieved in a lot of ways based on people's expectations. Um, Miami as well is right there pushing them in their own division. Um, and so it's going to make it harder if he, if you don't have your best player out on the field. And so I think Brandon and Sean have done a great job as far as developing a team. And so Case Keenum can step in and win games still. Um, it may not look the same. And maybe they lose a game or two uh, that gives up home field advantage as far as playing Kansas City. Uh, but they've been in Kansas City and, and have won. They haven't done it in the playoffs yet, but they've gone in there and beat them. So I think they still know that they can do this. Um, and then, But the, the biggest thing is making sure that you're healthy at the right time. And yeah. so, um, you know, being around... Uh, Buffalo's training staff, you know, you know, I know Nate very well. Joe Mika, who's their physical therapist, does an excellent job of uh, getting guys back ready to play and, and be able to sustain once they've had an injury. Uh, Eric Siano and his strength team will do a great job as well. They also does a, do a big thing with, um, I call them the Joes, I, and that's what it is. Joe and Joe, <laughs> last names escape me, but they're in the sports science department, and they also do a great job as far as helping everybody collectively come together and developing a plan. So I'm not so worried. And I know Josh also had something like this in his rookie year. I don't know if it was still the UCL. UCL. I almost said UCLA. Keeps the UCLA. I know. I almost caught myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know he had something like that. We had to miss a significant amount of time his rookie year too. So I think having some familiarity is not something 
that he's experiencing for the first time. And so maybe he understands how it feels. And I think when you have uh, the experience with an injury, you know how far you can push yourself and yeah. what you need to do to get back to be prepared to make this playoff run. And, and, and of course, you know, I think they've set themselves up for that. I don't know if you saw this, but um, yesterday, I believe, it was Aaron Rodgers and he was talking about Mike McCarthy and his appreciation for Mike McCarthy. He actually said, uh, quote, I'm thankful for those years with Mike and thankful maybe a little bit more now as the years go by. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, have you ever been in a situation like that where where you were coached by somebody where maybe it wasn't going great when you were coached by them, but with a little time, a little space, and a little perspective, you look back and you said, man, you know what? That wasn't so How bad. How does Matt LaFleur feel about this, too? Like, wait, what? Oh, sure. What would you say, Aaron? See, I think it's just different. Maybe maybe it's not an indictment on Matt LaFleur. I think it's just uh, maybe Aaron had tension with him and didn't realize how how good Mike McCarthy was in that space. You know, so he said, man, I probably should have handled this a little bit better. You know, you know, Aaron doesn't have too many of these moments, at least as of late publicly, where he's kind of like, man, I could have done better. Or, man, it was pretty good. Why did this situation end, end up the way it did? For me personally, I cannot think of any coach <laughs> that jumps to mind. I'm I pretty can, sure if I thought about it. But, I can see the mind. It's a lot of coaches that uh, uh, my, most, most of my coaches were good. Some of them I couldn't stand, though. But yeah. um, <laughs> but all of them pretty much had a purpose, and you know, I mean, I, I mean, I've had some old school coaches too. I mean, that it's like <laughs> things they used to say to us is like, my God, how do we put up? But it helped me build mental toughness and resilience. I totally agree. Um, I hated it while I was in it, but there was a purpose to it as I got older, and you had to deal with certain things. But I can't think of one thing kind of like what they had, where it's like, man, I can't wait to get out here. And then I turned around and and, and really said, man, I wish. She was there. Uh, I want to ask you about this too. We had Max Starks in yesterday. Oh. He had a pretty, pretty strong. I saw Max last night. He was at the premiere too. Oh, was next he really? to him. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah, Max out. is there. Yeah. He sees every Marvel movie before it comes <laughs> Serious? out. Yeah, we, we sat next to each other. That's had a good so conversation. Cool, it was good man. to catch up with him. Hey, uh, see him in a yeah. while. Did he mention anything about Jeff Saturday? Because he had pretty strong oh, feelings. Oh, did he? About did he? I know. Yeah. No, I haven't. But you know, <laughs> crazy thing. I, I mean, I know Jeff pretty well too. Um, you know, we served on the executive committee together, NFL or uh, PA. Um, leadership for a while and you know it's crazy that it came to that but it just shows you it's all about relationships at the end of the day because there's there's guys that are on that coaching staff that have coaching experience and I don't know why Jim Irsay didn't feel like he could trust those guys or want to go in a different direction but to me knowing who Jeff is knowing um, um, his relationship with Irsay I, I, I can almost guess Irsay hey man I need you I know it's going to look bad, but I need you to do me a favor. Can you step in and help me out? Um, you know, and and I know what this is going to look like, but can you take the heat for me a little yeah, bit? I, and, I, it, it, I, yeah, I yeah. love Jeff Saturday, right. but and, I, I honestly, that, that to me, I, it angered me. Yeah, yeah, it and did. I and I get that, but that's the only way. And I and I have a personal relationship with him, so and I know he's 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 aware. He knows what's going on. So that's the only thing I can say that he was doing a favor for a friend, regardless of what it was going to do. Because, I mean, if you say no, I guess that you maybe force Ursay's hand to pick one of the coaches that's on the roster. 
But he and may be doing a solid for a friend. forever, right? If you're like, no, I don't want to coach. Nobody's ever going to ask you to coach again. No, I don't well, think that. Don't yeah, think? No, I mean, he could, if he wanted to get in coaching, he could get in coaching in multiple spots yes. based on who he is and what yes. he does because of the, everything Jim Irsay, you know, talked about. But not at this himself. level. Not as the head coach of an NFL team. No, but he could get a coach. He could get a job as an assistant work and work up. his way yeah. up. Yeah. He has the ability totally. to do that. He's definitely qualified to be a head coach one day. It's just the way it looks right now. And it's just crazy that they don't learn. You know, I thought about my first thought was like, man, didn't we just have Josh McCown try to do the same thing with Houston? Did he, did Ursay not, was he not aware of that situation? And why would you want to bring additional heat on your team when you have viable, a, a ton of candidates? It's, I mean, right. it's like, yeah. I mean, he has two or three former head coaches. He has about three or four coaches that have coached in the league for like 15 years each. I mean, it's just so many options and it can't be that chaotic there because a lot of those coaches have time on task and you never heard anything about it. So I, it's just a weird situation and only, like I said, the only reason I see Jeff putting himself in that spot is because he's really doing a favor for Ursay for what for, for whatever his reasons are. See, and I would agree with you 100% if in fact that's what I thought he was doing but if you listen to Jeff Saturday, suddenly now coaching seems to be what he wants to do and he's, he's more than open to actually coming back and being the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts next year. That's what the way he made it sound. Yeah. Oh, in his that, statement today? Yeah, that no, it's, it's, or it's from yesterday. Monday. Oh, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah here I, I have it. I can play it right Listen now. to this. Shock would be an understatement, right? Shock would be an understatement. So uh yeah, we, we had the conversation and it, it escalated quickly. I feel fully capable, excited about the opportunity. Eight games to you know, listen, here's a great part about my career. I came in, nobody expected anything. I'm here, nobody expects anything. If it goes well, hopefully it'll go extremely well. But I have no uh preconceived notion that I'm gonna be some spectacular anything. I know I gotta work hard and uh I'm you know, I'm auditioning not only for this one but for, for thirty one others just like everybody else in this game. See that right there. I'm auditioning just like for 31 other jobs out there for this game. So that to me kind of that tweaked me a little bit. That bothered me. If he was doing right. a favor for Ursay, uh, you think he's going to come out and say it? And saying, I'm just going to come out here and I'll, I'll finish the rest of the season for you. I'll go ahead and I'll do that, you know, as, as the coach because you obviously don't trust right. anybody on the staff. That's the crazy but, thing. But, so can, you, but can you say that publicly? Like, hey, you know, I'm just here doing a, a favor for my, my buddy Ursay. He doesn't have any confidence in anybody else on this staff. <laughs> so I'm actually going to step in, hold it down until he finds the coach that he wants to. I think you lose everybody if 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 uh, Jeff comes out and says it, not maybe not that bluntly, yeah. but gives it to some extent like I'm just I'm a placeholder while he figures out. Like you don't you don't know those other guys in here yet? Yeah. I guess you, you say what is true, right? I mean, you say what is true. That's what you're going to do. Yeah, I think if he does, if it, if that is the truth, I think you lose that coaching staff. You disrespect him even more, I think, from that standpoint. And you're not doing well, maybe, favor maybe, that he, point. Yeah. maybe that yeah. you should have taken the job to begin with. True, if you have to battle your values as far as I'm if you're going to be up front or not. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. I just don't know if you can just come out and bluntly say, I'm holding a position for until he figures out what he wants to do. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a... a, a Oddly tough spot, I would think, for Jeff Saturday to be in. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. It's probably going to be tougher on Sunday against the Raiders, too. What was Lorenzo Alexander's biggest takeaway from the first episode of Hard Knocks in season? The lowdown continues next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 
23 years in the National Football League, and I can tell you this. There is nobody that I admire and respect more than Lorenzo Alexander. He's one of those guys, he's like a lunch bell guy. That blue collar appeals to coming to work. He's going to outwork you every single play. 15-year NFL veteran Lorenzo Alexander joins Wolf and Luke to give us the lowdown on the Cardinals and the NFL. Brought to you by your Valley Chevy dealers. See your Valley Chevy dealers for the ultimate lineup. Oh, baby, what a hit by Lorenzo Alexander. All right, the lowdown with Lorenzo Alexander continues. Of course, Hard Knocks in season episode one was last night. We uh, we broke it down in the first hour with Hard Knocks with Hard Rock. And uh, we'll talk about it again in a little bit. We're going to talk about it right now with Zoe, though, because, Zoe, I know it was Wolf's first ever episode of Hard Knocks. And I'm guessing it was yours, too. And a lot of, I mean, you, you were just playing a couple years ago. Yes, uh, I've never watched it before last night. Not Especially not start to finish. You see, like, a clip here, there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also realized that none of us have HBO Max. We, we're all relying on our, our producer. <laughs> trying to figure out how can we watch this joint, man. You know? Oh, my uh, <laughs> I almost messed the entire thing up. Okay. So. It, it was great in the, the meeting yesterday. Wolf's like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm into this. What are we doing? How are we going to break it down for right. Hard Knocks? He's all into it. And he's like, right at the end, he's like, just one thing. How do I watch it? <laughs> right, right, uh, right. Well, that's kind of an important part yep. of the equation. Uh, what do you think? What stood out? Um, I mean, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Buddha Baker fanboy. You know, I just love hearing, hearing his story, seeing him, you know, work with his sister and, and seeing that dynamic yeah. too was real yeah, cool. Was and cool. just how much he lo- just loves the game. I mean, it's really, it's really, um, intoxicating to see that, you know, cause you know, you, I, you th- I think about players that provided that same thing when I played and, and, how, and how he goes about his business and, and, and work ethic and what t- people think about him. That was really cool. Um, obviously see the, um, cause I didn't see it live. The, um, the interaction between Kyler and, and, and hop, you yeah. know, that was another thing that kind of popped out to me, which was, which was weird kind of too. Um, Kyler was telling him to calm down. He sounded calm. He's like, man, what you looking at? <laughs> I am wide calm. open, baby. You know, hey, man, what's going on? That's and a yeah, you know what I mean? Well. I said, he said, calm down. I said, man, answer the man's question. <laughs> like, hey, man, I got a little pressure. Hey, I saw too high. Hey, man, I saw he's trying to communicate. Right. Hey, what are you looking at? You know? Uh, so that That's was a that, that was another weird kind of thing. Right yeah. I'll, I'll play it again for everybody. Boy, what you was looking at, bro? What you see? Bro, you don't let the, you don't let the team, at, man, you don't let the team on the fifty. Come on, come on, bro. That's wide open. Hey, offense, let's go, let's go. Offense, 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 let's go. Offense, let's go. I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win. It's, listen, same deal. Nothing, listen, nothing they're doing, right? It's, it's a great point, though, because when I watched it the first time and then when I heard the audio today without the, the video, yeah, yeah. I had to go back and look like, wait, who's telling who to calm down? Because <laughs> Hopkins is always calm. Right, yeah. He just wanted an answer, man. What you looking at, man? Give me the ball. Is it something they doing? Yeah. Give me the ball. Yeah. What's going on? You know, so, I mean, just that I think that is another kind of just kind of insightful, right? That sideline communication, how important that is Yeah. Um, to be able to grow and be able to like effectively communicate when emotions and tensions is high, especially when things aren't going well. So it would be interesting to see how that evolves if that was like a one-off. Uh, but I think that's so important because the league is, you know, obviously it's, it's play-to-play 
for the most part. But being able to come off the series, make some adjustments, some even when it's, hey, what are you saying? Hey, and not respond out of emotion because you're frustrated, but like, hey, this is what I saw, this is what happened. And, and then him saying, well, that's not what's going on. And then, okay, let's get back to it. And then we also, you know, obviously having seen the game and, and hearing that now, then he doesn't get the ball for he didn't get him the ball right after that. Yeah. So you know, what did that look like? So that was that was that was kind of interesting to kind of see that play out and, and what that means and see what you know, kind of moving forward how, how that uh, how that changes or grows or progresses as far as getting Hop involved because obviously when he, he's a vital piece, you need to feed him the ball. Um, and then the other one that kind of stuck out to me, and you know, this is I'm just me being critical, is when Cliff was um, breaking the team at the end. He's like, man, we haven't been able to do, uh, you know, play good um, complimentary football. And he said, the special teams gets high and the defense gets low, but he never mentioned the offense. I'm like, why didn't you just say the offense? (laughs) Right? Because I think for real, because he is the head coach, but also he's the coordinator. And when you don't mention yourself, maybe they don't hear that. Maybe that's just me watching it. Some of the guys did. Right? Like, man, you the court. Why didn't you say, well, you know, the offense, we haven't been good all year and and the special teams, y'all been carrying us or whatever, but now y'all high and low and we haven't been doing our job, right? Include everybody. Instead, when you mention something specific, because he started off general, then he got specific. Yeah. Um, and, and again, that's just me being hyper critical and, kind of, I guess, psychologically aware of what what he may be un, unknowingly communicating to the, to the to the team when he doesn't mention the offense in that in that statement. Well, there's probably some guys in the defense that are also going to be hyper critical in that situation, yeah. right? Because they've been going through it for nine weeks. Right. Now. So I think those are the type of things that maybe when you watch it back, like, damn, I shouldn't have said it like that. You know. I, I, I think people understood what he was trying to say, but he, yeah. you know, just the way it came out. Yeah, really interesting, right there. Uh, one of the other big takeaways that I had was just um, the the respect that the coaches have for Buda Baker. Oh, <laughs> you yeah, know, just yeah. watching the way they respond to Buda Baker. That to me was just huge. Bill Davis, yeah, yeah. What Bill Davis actually yeah, got, said, got right "You here. got that? Yeah. Fire that off, man." I want to challenge you guys. Somebody play harder than Buddha in a game. Watch where this comes from here. Yeah. Try to play harder than What kind of defense would we have? Oh my goodness, that is just so good. Your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree with him because I said it. I think I said it last year. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I wish the linebackers just watch how the safeties play, <laughs> right? Just watch you them. Did. Yeah, just yes. watch them. If y'all play like that, y'all be dominant, you know. Um, and so it's really cool. And I think because they have respect for Buddha, I think he relates well. And so it's not like, oh man, why you keep talking about Buddha? It's like, okay, they got a point, man. That Buddha's a dog, man. He's in here working. We see him, and I think. Um, cause I th- they did that after the Washington game, right? The Washington game was poor. I think Bill Davis also mentioned, hey, man, this is the softest I've ever seen linebacker play in, you know, since I've been coaching, which it was true. And they did respond in, in that regard to, I thought, at least, especially Zayvon, because that's who I was watching. And I know we'll get to that. But that physicality, right? You want to be inspired by your teammates. Point it out, show it. I think as much as people, you know, back in the the old school days where red dots you in a negative way, showing somebody in a positive light is is probably more effective and inspiration because if he can do it, man, I can get out there and do it too. And why am I not carrying my water as much as he is? Because I think that is a little bit of a disconnect on defense where you have a guy standing out 
you have different levels and standards, man. How do I get my standard to be up here? And then that's when collectively, to Bill Davis's point, the defense will be able to continue to rise and not kind of fade like they have been here the last couple of weeks. It does help, too. Like you said, you're pointing to somebody. You're not pointing to some player on another team or some guy that's an all-time great that played right. 20 years ago. You're pointing to the guy sitting next to you in the room, yeah. probably. And you get to see him work every single day and, and, and what that means. And I, th- and I think that's key because you can't always rely on the big play happening, right? Because it was yeah. some big plays if they had to change the dynamic. What you can rely on every every time is your effort and your attitude and executing your yep. job. Yep. If you do that, 90% of the time, 90% of the you know, majority of the time, you're going to have good results versus uh, wh- where that big play going to come from. Speaking of big plays, David Collins was at the center of a couple of them on Sunday. What did Zoe think of the linebacker's performance? We'll get into that next. The lowdown continues. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. Like this. Lorenzo Alexander, 15-year NFL veteran. And he is going to get sacked. Lorenzo Alexander, the former Cardinal. The Lowdown with Wolf and Luke. Brought to you by your Valley Chevy dealers. See your Valley Chevy dealers for the ultimate lineup. All right, I want to play this clip from Hard Knocks 2 before we uh, before we lose you for the day, Zoe. This was uh, Vance Joseph on that bootleg to Noah Fant that basically ended the game. Uh, and this is in real time, his reaction. First down in the Seattle 15th. Play action, he boots to the right. The boot, there's the boot! We talked about the boot! Get him down! Oh, my God. Just ignored any type of bootleg. You can't do it in that situation. Great call by the Seahawks. Watch that in real time and think, okay, wait, were the Cardinals just not expecting Seattle to do this? And you can watch that scene with Vance Joseph, and that's as the play is unfolding. And he sounds like a guy that was like, I prepared you guys for this, and nobody followed Noah Fant. Yeah, I mean, and it's... That's coach speak. You know, he's hot. Because <laughs> I've been out there, too. So I'm, I'm going to give, because uh, I think Zayvon was on him, you know, on that. I, I'm giving grace here because you got to put things in perspective. They 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 really hadn't stopped the run. Yes. Right? That was getting pounded in you. Um, and, and when. and when y- y- The situation of the game. The game, right. Yeah. They, when you, you, feel, were, you were expecting them to run. run the that's what I'm saying. Totally. So when you see that and you haven't really stopped them yet, you coming down full tilt. <laughs> Eyes, your eyes get focused. You don't see that much, and that's the perfect time to run the boot. Things look the same. Are they coming right back to it? They trying to run the ball out. Okay, I'm coming down. They're not gonna get this. They're not gonna be, especially coming off of Washington or not Washington, uh, Minnesota, Minnesota last week yeah. when they were soft. I mean, literally, like, getting pushed back, knocked around. We heard Bill Davis reference it uh, yep. before. And so you got all that going in your mind. And, yeah, you might say, he might have made the call and say, hey, alert for the boot. All right. I'm alert for it. But I, my <laughs> eyes and everything else is telling me something a little bit different. <laughs> so that's where sometimes there's a disconnect between player and coach. Yeah, I know you told me about it, but you get out here and you read the boot yeah. after you got hit in the mouth a couple of times. And, and you also owe me, oh, we got to be more physical. We got to be more physical. Well, I can't. <laughs> be physical and play the boot at the same time. I'm going to be physical and react to the boot, and hopefully we can get them down. But if we haven't done our job up to then, it makes it that much harder uh, to where you can really start being able to tell if it's going to be boot or not. So I, I'm giving grace to Zavin on that one. I know coaches, you, you, as a coach, I've been a coach too now, coaching my kids. I'm a, I'm a, I still got to hold you to a high standard. So you got to talk double talk. I'm talking double talk, but that's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. So, But to get to Zavin... 
I I really appreciate and respect the fact that he played much physical after last week where he didn't. Yeah. Right? I know people want to focus on the pick six. Yes, great. Right? I, and again, I love big plays. Those are game changers. You want those. But if you want to be consistently great in this league, you have to consistently play well in this league. And you have to bridge the gap or close the gap between your low-level play and your high-level play, right? Because in that middle is where you consistently at, and you want to have a high production there. And he did a great job of bouncing back after last week. I saw some great hand usage. Um, um, him downhill, made some plays in the backfield, playing physical. So I, I really I really like that he didn't go in the tank from last week. Well, last year I think he would have. His confidence would have been broken. He actually stepped back up this week and obviously had several big plays. Room for improvement. We kind of hit talked about this last segment is running to the ball, flying around. And if that's not naturally him, I think this coaching staff, um, Cliff particularly, needs to probably because if you want, you know, they say be like Buddha, be like Buddha. They want everybody else to do that. You have to set up a culture that's going to uh, create or push guys that aren't naturally like that yeah, in that direction. Yeah. Right? Because if you naturally kind of like, okay, I see guys in front of me. Oh, no, he's breaking a tackle. I got to take off. You, you're not running to the ball. You may be running in that direction, but when you have change of pace, you know, you hear this, change of speed, man, you, that's a loaf. 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 And we I've had coaches hold you accountable like that. Loaf, where you either had to pay a kitty or after practice we had to do <laughs> like right. sideline. Loaf. I mean, so you, and you have to do things to hold people because some people just don't naturally do it. Yeah. And and that's where he could take his game up next year. So I don't know if it's a conditioning thing or anything like that. He does play a lot of snaps, but making sure that he's conditioned to do it. And then next year, making sure starting in OTAs, he runs to the ball as hard as he can every play. And if he gets tired, come out for a play and come back in. It's okay because, you know, you're not preparing for anything. But build that understanding of if I want to be great, I have the skill set. I'm starting to get better with some of my fundamentals. But this is an area that I can control that's an easy, low-hanging fruit that I don't really have to be taller. I just got to run and be there and be in the yeah. position. That was a, that. That's his next step as far as what Buddha's taking. He makes everybody else rise up. That's what you want to start seeing Zayvon. And he has the potential. And this is like the first week I was like, okay, I can rock with Zayvon. I, I like what I'm seeing out of him. And so um, I'm pleased where, where he's going. But those are like so, the little things. Once again, incrementally getting better yes. little by little. Yes. And you see him overcoming adversity. Up. Yeah, it bounced back up, right? He had a couple of weeks in there. I was like, ah, but he He's recovered. He's recovering. That's what you want to see a guy be able to do within a season. So hopefully he can put back-to-back weeks together and continue to improve after he's faced a little adversity during the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. What about Isaiah Simmons? We're seeing him I, on the field. Yeah, I didn't I didn't watch as much. I was really focused on um, Zavin this week just because of the, the, the lack of physicality. Yeah. That was alarming for me last week. So I'll have an update for Isaiah uh, next week for you as far as watching him intently. Who? Maybe this isn't fair to ask you off the top of your head, but who is, um, like, when you see Zayvon Collins and you see the potential that he has, does he remind you of another player in this league, either now or, yeah. or past? Mm, I don't know. Do you, I mean, I, you? I'm sitting here thinking, man, um, Brian Erlacher was a guy that was kind of yeah. long. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like, I, I would He's say. He's kind of built similar to that, too. A guy that was very mobile and yeah. very long, and I think Zayvon's got that, but. Yeah, um, Erlacher, I think, had yeah. better fun. And I'll tell you this, he, he, he started to get a better feel in the pass game, too. Like, with his eyes shuffling, being in, in lanes. I know he got his hand on a couple of balls. I think one of the D-tackles jumped off sides. He would have had another PBU. But I like what I'm starting to see there. 
there um, as well. So he, he's definitely uh, going in the right direction and, and, and hopefully can continue to build that. Um, but, you know, it's always hard to do try to build with all the additional stress. Obviously, you got hard knocks and you're losing games. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it's not definitely, it's not the easiest environment to, to continue to improve as a football player. And it's only a second year. Um, I feel like we ask you this every time they play the Rams, and they've really only had success against Aaron Donald once, but you're going into this game, and your entire offensive line is either missing or at least injured. And and now a, a good chunk of your second unit is, is and you got to face Aaron Donald, of all people. That's It's got to be the worst possible matchup when the you better hold, you better hold on. Try to run the balls. You know, yeah. zone. Like, um, like my man Wolf say all the time, you know, get him tight, run the ball, be physical downhill, and get him running sideways. And you, it's a great game to boot off of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't just stand back there because it's really. I mean, they're off. There's nobody. Even if you double him, he's gonna he's gonna be impactful just because of the injuries and and who he's competing against. He's just that good of a player. And so that this is a game where you want a guy like you want to try to confuse him. Oh, maybe it's run again. Nope, it's pass. I got time now. He has to redirect. Um, and he's not the most relentless guy. You know, he plays hard, but if he's if it's something that he feels like I'm not going to get to, he'll motor it down a little bit. And that's yeah. where the boot game comes into it. And then you get a little bit more time, that split second, to find guys down the field. So, uh, based on what they have been doing... I- you know, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the plan will be this week, and, and how drastically it's going to look different to, to to change and impact him. Go Max, but he's still getting doubled by the same two guys. It's it's it's, it's going to be tough sledding to stop him. Yeah. So, how important is this game for the Arizona Cardinals, in your opinion? I, I mean, right it, now, it's, it's huge. Six. I mean, at, at this point, this is kind of like that 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 situation where I name where you pretty much got to go in the field. I know they they probably don't. They got to go what six and one or seven and two, but divisional game. It's almost like a a double whammy. So this, is, in my mind, is like a must-win style of game where you have to go out there and, and beat a team. Because if you, you know, see, I, I hate saying must-win. I Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It has to be, yeah, it's a must-win. Disgusting. But they must win the game. Yeah, but you know, once again, no, they don't, Luke. Technically, they technically don't. They technically they don't. And and that's why I don't like saying it when it's not a must-win. But from a momentum standpoint, I don't know if you can recover right from from the from where you're at. There's no evidence. Yeah, being able to do. I think the Raiders won. Wait, but they won. Maybe they won eight and eight. I think they was they lost every divisional game and won. Something like that. They might and they might have made the so playoffs. It was some, it was some weird. Right it was some yeah. It was some weird type thing. But they were had a good record, but had lost every divisional game. If they mm-hmm. lose, they'll be three and seven. The Rams would be the closest team to them at four and five, and they'd be zero and four in the division. And yeah. the last two games would be against San Francisco. Right. Yeah, like and, uh, yeah, it's so much of it's out of your have hands. What eight games left? Uh, right. Seven. They'd have seven games seven left games at that left point. Right yeah. There. yeah. Okay. So you could still win ten. <laughs> I'm you just could. saying. I'm just saying. But based you know on what? the sample size, how the inconsistent play. Let's say they just get on the hot streak. That's what we were able to do. But that's yeah. like one out of right. Uh, you know, two hundred thousand yeah, attempts they're trying say. to do. It. So, <laughs> in the so, we'll say, so we'll say that yeah. World War II uh, was uh, a must uh, win. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and this game coming up is a must win, right? It'd be nice to have this one. Zoe, great stuff as always, man. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, appreciate you guys.